Welcome to the Money Show, guys. Today with me, I have Larry White Jr. He's a self-proclaimed catalyst and creator of opportunities. He works with companies and individuals coaching some of the top real estate professionals in the country and shows how to create a business worth running and a life worth living. He also contributes his success to being hashtag powered by yoga, meditation, and having a plant-based diet. So welcome to the show, Larry. Thank you so much, my friend. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure, pleasure. So listen, you know, short introduction about yourself, but uh, can you tell the audience what you do more in detail? And uh, yeah, absolutely. So my primary focus is, is on the real estate side of things. I've been in real estate for about 14 years now from a real estate agent, helping the average, you know, person buy and sell a home. And then I started, uh, like I got into the, the real estate business and the market literally started crashing. So I got in in 2006 and then the market just started going straight down. And so at that point I had to diversify my business a little bit, started working with banks, institutions, helping them sell all of their foreclosed properties. And then that led me into building brokerages and coaching and other, other coaching and training other agents to duplicate some of the systems that I had put into place. And so that's kind of brought me full circle to where I am now is I have relationships with some of the top agents across the country and I have and I see more opportunities than the average person because of the relationships. And so now it's, it's about not just helping people make more money, but what do they do after they've made that money? How do we start investing it correctly? How do we start building wealth so that we're not dependent on somebody else at the end of the day? So that's kind of my, my goal at this point and why I'm sharing a lot of the investments that are coming across my desk. If I would invest them in them myself and I am investing in a lot of them myself, like how can I help other people? How can I kind of spread that word and help everybody kind of build this together? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Very interesting. So can you talk more about how it all started for you? You know, when, when Larry decided that, you know, real estate is this type of space they want to be in and that's where I want to help people, you know, what's the, what's the why behind the why, you know? Yeah, so, so that's the why is critically important and it didn't start that, like I didn't start off with the right why, I will be totally honest. Um, I was a police officer in a past life. And it was one of the funnest jobs I've ever had in my entire life. It was an adrenaline rush. My best friend since seventh grade was my partner. I don't know if you've seen the movie Bad Boys with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, but that's what it was like. Like we just had so much fun. Um, but going into the department, I took a huge pay cut. And so I started flipping homes. I started like buying homes and selling them to somebody else before I even took possession in order to supplement my income. And then I was making more working five or 10 hours a week in real estate than I was full-time as a police officer. And so at some point it was like, man, this doesn't make sense. What could I do? What could I set up if I did this full-time? So literally I burned my ship, like I cashed in my pension, 
Unfortunately, I invested my pension into a Ponzi scheme. I didn't know it was a Ponzi scheme at that point, but lost all of my pension. And I remember my dad sitting down and saying, Larry, what happens if you don't sell a home? But I had burned my ship. Like there wasn't that, that, that wasn't even an option at that point in time. And so that's when I hit it full steam, making 50 calls a day, talking to people, just learning as much as I could. And man, I, I haven't looked back ever since. Like it's been the best opportunity that could have ever presented itself. And now like I went through the school of hard knocks and learned a lot of lessons. You know, I don't even call them failures. Like they were learning lessons. They were life lessons because we can't control whether it's good or bad. How do we take what we did because we can't change it? How do we learn it and make our systems? And, and that's all I try and do is I try and take a step up every single time. And as long as we keep doing that, we keep pushing forward and keep building a better system over and over and over again. So that's kind of where I started. And I tell people this as I speak across, uh, across the country, what is your why? Because if your why is not big enough to push you through when you're tired, when you're sick, if it doesn't, excuse my language, wake your ass up and get you moving, you're, you have the wrong why. So when lots of times when I talk to agents, I'm like, how much money do you want to make? The most common answer is $100,000. And I'm like, what's that going to do for you? You're making $60,000 now, $100,000 like $40,000 more is not going to change your life. You're going to have more bills and everything else. Yeah. So I go through this example. My wife and I dated in our senior year of college. Then we took it like an eight year break. Then we came back into each other's life. I asked her out for coffee and we went to the coffee shop and my card was declined for $4.38. Wow the pain, the embarrassment, and everything else that I felt at that point shifted. And I said, never again. I will never be put in that position where like that is an opportunity. And I didn't have a kids at a time, but now that I have three kids, I think like when I'm kind of unmotivated, man, if I go to a birthday party and my cards decline and they tell me this in front of all of my kids parents and friends and everything else like what's that going to do to her and that's not going to be on my watch so like that is my why like four dollars and 38 cents is ingrained it's in my journals it's on my vision board to remind me like shit it's not always going to be easy right but like if it was easy everybody would be doing it what's going to get you to push through if your why is not that big if you are not that passionate about it you're working towards the wrong thing in my eyes Wow. Wow. I think everybody will agree right now who's watching, you know, it's, it's such a powerful message, you know, it's basically just to show us, you know, that all the problems that are in your life, you know, somebody who's watching right now maybe is in a similar situation. And that's why we're doing this type of show because we want to encourage people, you know, to do as the same as Larry did, you know, he, he had this type of situation in, in his life. And when, what most people do most of the times, they just give up to those problems and, and more problems show up, you know, and, and it just goes, you know, goes down. So, you know, it's such an encouraging and powerful message, you know, to, for people to share with. So I really appreciate for that. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I think that people do a lot is they retreat back to their comfort zone. 
which is why people don't experience the growth that they want because they do the same routines and everything every single day. And this is where like I test different diets, my workout routines, like everything I'm constantly pushing the limits and trying new things to see what works for me or not. I don't keep doing all of them, but I figure out what works for me and then I keep adding on to it because when that when you're in that uncomfortable space, when things are scary, that's where you grow the most as a person. Yeah. In your comfort zone, you're not experiencing that growth. So that's a, that's another thing that I see a, a ton with people that I coach and train. Perfect, perfect, of course. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. So again, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, teaching people and, you know, like coaching them and guiding them, you know, and finding the why. So how important is to, for a person is to invest in himself? Can you talk about that? Oh, yes, absolutely. So, you know, in everything that I do, I teach two platforms. I teach sweat equity or check equity, right? We can develop the same results either but we can't use that as an excuse. It can't be like, oh, well, Larry, I don't have, you know, $600 to go to Tony Robbins. I don't have this. That's fine. Like go find a Tony Robbins video on YouTube because there's thousands and watch one Tony Robbins video a day, right? Or if I'm teaching somebody to do sales and they're like, well, I don't have the money for postcards. Okay buy a printer for $50, print out a hundred copies and go deliver them via hand, right? There's always different methods, but this is where like investing in yourself, like nobody else is going to invest in yourself for you. And so you have to literally, like this is where you have to grow. And that's what I learned like through all of my quote unquote mistakes or learning opportunities literally they're just investments in myself i'm testing things i'm learning things and it's huge to surround yourself with people that you aspire to be if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room right so being around those people pushes you and they're going to say oh well you should think about doing your own taxes right like well why would i do my own taxes well because it contributed to 30 percent of my wealth really okay maybe i should look into that right like and then you go and you learn that path or whatever it is, health, wellness, family, business, um, continuously learning on each of those aspects is absolutely critical. And it's part like one of the things that I coach agents on is their morning routine. And every day in my morning routine, there's a portion for education and self growth. Okay. And this is why I wake up at 4.30 before my kids so I can spend time on just me. The house is quiet. My, I don't turn on my phone. I don't pick up my email. It's just focused on me. So it's a proactive approach to my day versus most people, the first thing they do is they wake up and they grab their phone and now they start reacting to everybody else's problems and they never get a chance to work on themselves. Mm, exactly exactly I, i've been guilty of that of that too you know like it's it's a muscle you know like you have to it, you know the the most thing that is lacking now in society you know i think maybe we'll, we'll agree with that is emotional fitness you know yeah. people, people people lack that a big time now we have all this technology in, in our fingertips you know and everything is available 
but like the emotional fitness sometimes just to leave that phone you know in the morning for, for an hour or two you know and just to go and read you know and study and spend time for yourself which is crucial like Larry said it's such an important thing like I think people should pay attention to it so think about think about this my wife and I were just having this conversation the other day um, I have a 12 year old who's very into her phone very into technology but she's having a hard time sleeping and so we noticed that like there's never any downtime so she's always here and so we were like, we were just starting to ask her a little bit and we came to the theory, I have no data to prove this, right? So this isn't like anything that we can stamp, but we were like, oh my gosh, like you're on your phone or you're busy all day long and your mind never has a time to relax. So now when you lay down to go to bed, it's like, oh, well, I need to do this tomorrow. I need to do that tomorrow. Oh, I didn't even think about this now your mind is unwinding and trying to get everything else because we didn't take the time through the day so that's where kind of meditation comes in and i've been big into more meditation like the past two years one to on the way that i respond to issues like is a lot more calm and it's not like this up and down spike anymore it's just like okay like this is the situation how do we handle it and we just keep kind of pushing forward and pushing forward with that. And then also like you see the thoughts come in and you just let them go, right? So it starts teaching you things that you can apply to all areas of your life at that point. Wow, wow, beautiful. So again, a, a huge example of what, you know, having this uh, small thing as, you know, sometimes it sounds like it's a big thing, leaving, you know, your, your phone off, you know, for two hours or so can be a, such a beneficial thing to you, to your health and to your future. So it's just an amazing message. Thanks for that. Again, you spoke, you spoke about education, getting educated, you know, and I think the next step that follows, you know, after getting educated and implementing all that stuff, you know, and taking action is money. So once you start making money, so how important is money for you? Is, is it a big, dri dri you know, dri uh, drive force for yourself? No, and this is where I was, when we were talking about the why, and I told you that originally my why was wrong was because originally my why was a dollar figure okay. at the end of the day like the more money that i make the less important that i think it is and it's really funny the more that i release it the more it tends to like the opportunities tend to come back to me and i'm like shit where was this like six years ago when i actually like wanted all of this money but it took you know, I think that life happens for you and not to you, yeah. right? And so this is part of the learning process of realizing what's important. I don't think that you have to have millions of dollars to set up your future, to be financially free, right? It all depends on your why and what kind of life that you want to live and why is that life important, right? If a Bugatti is important to you, like I would question like, why is a Bugatti important to you? Right, like let's dig down onto that. Um, for me, like wealth is not a dollar amount anymore. It's how long that I can sustain, how long I can live my same lifestyle without going to work, which is why my primary focus is residual income. So I make this money. How do I get that money working for me so that I don't always have to work for it? And that's like my whole goal in life. And 
who I'm surrounding myself with right now. Like, how do we build multiple income streams and get our money that we've already made once, twice, three, four, five times, however many times you go to work, how do we get that working for you? So now you have a bunch of quote unquote employees being the dollars working for you over and over again. Mm, okay, okay. So, you know, okay, let's let's go to the fun part now, you know, because I understand the money is not a big motivator. You find your why now, and it, it sounds like it's a big, strong why, and you, and you keep following that, and that's a great thing. So how about being powered sorry, hashtag powered by yoga <laughs> and having plant-based diet uh, help you to achieve that success. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Um, so I wake up at 4.30 every morning. I probably go to bed at 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night. So that's not a very long time for my body to reboot. So what you put into your body fuels your body, right? And so this came from kind of testing different ways that I've kind of got to this point of where I'm at. Because when I'm going throughout the day, I need as much energy as possible. And I know through study and education that over 90% of your body's energy goes towards breaking down food. Think about, I, I don't know if you guys have been to Thanksgiving or have had Thanksgiving. It's a huge holiday over here in the States, right? Where you eat these huge meals and then you go sit down and everybody wants to take a nap. Yeah, because your body's like, okay, we have way too much work to do. You go to sleep, let us catch up and then you can wake up later, mm. right? That's not an efficient way to run your day. So, um, like the first time that I went vegan or vegetarian was on a challenge. I came back from a Tony Robbins event and he had this 10 day challenge after the last day was all centered around health. And I was like, damn, I can do anything for 10 days. Even if I'm miserable, I can do it for 10 days. So I came home, sat down with my wife. She supported me. We went uh, vegan actually for 10 days. I had so much energy. My body felt so good. I was never tired. I wasn't taking naps. We continued that for 45 days. Wow. The only reason that I stopped was because I lost so much weight. And I love to compete. I do a lot of CrossFit competitions. Um, and I went from 212 pounds to 178 pounds in 45 days, which I also lost a lot of strength. So I added meats back in, again, just testing to see how my body responds to get my weight up. I stabilized it at around 190 or so. And now like at 190 pounds, and I'm probably around 90% vegetarian at this point. I do eat some meats, I'm not opposed to them, but my body runs cleaner without them. And so I'll make meats the exception and not the rule at this point. Um, maybe celebrations or something that I want to reward myself with. Um, but I found like I'm, I'm stronger, I'm more fit now than when I was at 212 pounds and I have way more energy, like I feel better and everything else. Same thing when it comes to yoga, I'm big into CrossFit and I'm doing better. We're, we're going through the CrossFit Open right now. 
I'm ranked higher. I'm actually ranked in the top 3% of athletes in my age bracket in the world as I'm getting older, right? Where I should be declining, I'm increasing at this point. Every year I continue to get stronger and I contribute that to yoga. And that's why I say powered by yoga because my other CrossFit friends, you know, give me a hard time for doing so much yoga. I probably only work out once or twice a week, like with weights, but my body is able to heal, recover, and yoga, like every position, has a larger picture of the purpose that it serves. So not to get into like a preaching session, but again, it's been something that I've seen results with. Again, at 38 years old, my fitness and everything else should be on the decline and literally I'm stronger, I'm faster, I can do more now like gymnastics wise than I could have ever done at age 30. Powerful. What what about meditation? Do you, do you meditate? Like how often do you meditate or do you do that? So I meditate. I mean, I try to do it two or three times a day, not for hours, but for 10 to 15 minutes. So after I do yoga in the morning uh, and I actually do yoga as a form of meditation, right? Because you're silencing out all of the outside noise. You're like, just kind of focus on yourself but more so around lunchtime, just to kind of clear the head and get recalibrated. And then I generally do it every night before I go to bed at, at the same time. Wow, wow, okay. So yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm all tuned in now of, of what, what <laughs> I'm like, you know, you, you're being ranked in number three in a CrossFit space. Not, not number three in the top three percentile. Let's be real clear because people will be like, bullshit, he's not on the leaderboard. No, top three Listen. percent. Listen, I think, doesn't, uh, doesn't yeah. matter, top five, top 10%. <laughs> it's right there. I mean, we are getting to the very small numbers here. It's yeah. been amazing. I mean, so, you, you know, I'm inspired. And I think all these people that are watching right now are inspired too. So it's just an example showing that basically you can do all these things, you know, that you can find the balance. You know, it's possible to find it. And you, you don't have to be, I don't know, you know, super rich or, you know, in the position, you, you don't have to wait. Like, wh when did you start it to, to do meditation and, you know, uh, yoga and such? Um, so I did, I started doing yoga probably around 10 or 12 years ago, but then I've gone on and off of it. Um, I was younger than, and my body healed a lot faster. So I didn't feel like I needed the benefits as much. As I progressed, probably the last two years, I've really started increasing my meditation. Like I'm starting working on my mental and emotional strength at the same time as physical strength and everything like that. So it's probably been the last couple of years and it's been a progression. I just posted some things of me doing like one, one arm handstands and it didn't start there. That was two years of work, literally practicing handstands five days a week, right? When people look at successful folks, they see it at the top and they're like, oh, yeah. I want that Breitling watch. I want that Porsche. I want all of these things. And they don't see yeah. everything that went into that. Right. So people are like, oh, I want to walk on my hands. 
it didn't start. It starts with a bear crawl, right? It starts with stabilizing your muscles and, and doing all of this other stuff. And if it's something that you really desire, now it becomes a goal and you start working towards it every single day. Wow, wow. What, what a powerful message here. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and apply it in my life, that's for sure, because you know, we just started a, a vegan diet now, it's the second day. And uh, well, I, I, just, I decided to take upon meditation. I think it's been a, a week or so, maybe second week. And I, I'm getting some advices for people who did like 11 days yoga. They didn't talk in that process. They couldn't talk in that process. And it was like very like going deep into that. I, I'm not looking to go in, in that deep. But, you know, you still like in this type of society, like what we mentioned, you know, that you mentioned before, you know, it's hard to leave your phone away for a couple hours, you know, you, people don't have the mental emotional fitness you know the, the strength that they need you know having this you know time with yourself is, is a great time and you know you can see the benefits like Larry is a great ex example of this you know of meditation yoga and plant-based you know diets so I'm definitely so, gonna steal so, some of your good yeah please I mean that's the goal right like because I think if people can be in a better mental state like it helps everybody around them and that's what my wife and my bride and I talk about is the fact that like, if I'm not happy, if I'm stressed, like my family feels that, yeah. right? If, if, if my bride is stressed, like I feel that our kids are like, why are you guys fighting? We're not fighting. We're talking, right? Like, like all of those things, people can feel that tension. And then it just starts to compound because people don't talk about it. Right? because they're hiding in their phones and every, everything just starts building and building and building. It's kind of, I, I, I use this example, like if I asked you to hold this cup of water, you could be like, okay, that's not that big of a deal, right? But now if I ask you to hold your arm out and, and hold this with a straight arm, okay, now you start to feel it and you could still do this. Now if I ask you to do this for an hour, what's that feel like? A day. Right? Like your arm starts shaking and that's the same thing that happens with stress. Mm. Like maybe somebody made you mad, but if you don't kind of release that and let that go, the next thing just kind of piles on and piles on. And then you have these outbursts on people like, oh, what are you doing? Like, why didn't you take the trash out? Like, I didn't even know you wanted me to take the trash out, right? Yeah. And Tony, Tony does a great thing, you know, by teaching people, you know, not to stack the small stuff, you know, and just, you know, talk the small stuff, you know, because a lot of people don't want to talk the small stuff, you know, and like, yeah. you know, I just did a post today on Instagram too, you know, like, you know, for, for a relationship to work is a constant work. I mean, you have to work on that thing, right? It's not like you're going to get married and things going to took off and it's going to be, you know, happy. They, they mm -hmm. have, what's the saying? They got married and they lived happily after or what's the you know happily happily ever after exactly it doesn't work like that i mean there's some work involved into that you know so yeah. exactly that's 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 what you're saying just talking the small stuff you know that people don't want to talk about coming back to the business real estate can you talk about the best and the worst investments that you did oh man um the worst investment so Part of the worst investment was just that I really overextended myself, right? At the age of 25, I thought I was done with life. I didn't know why people had so many problems because I had six figures in my bank account. 
I had five homes in Phoenix, in the Phoenix, Arizona area. I had properties in Mexico and I thought I was done. Like I didn't think I was going to have to do very much more in life. And then when the market shifted and turned and started going down, I realized that I had five assets that were partially remodeled. My contracting crews ran out of money and they couldn't finish the jobs. I couldn't rent those houses out. And then I depleted my savings trying to hold on to those homes. It was a super expensive lesson for me because I really went from the top to the bottom. I mean, within one year because I overextended myself, I got greedy, right? Like, and, and I, I remember asking my mentor at the time, like every book that I had read was like, make sure you have exit strategies. And I was like, man, what's our exit strategies? And he was a really smooth talker and literally had this silver tongue. And I believed him that every, like the market was gonna continue to appreciate double digits every single year and we could do all of this. And it would have been fine if everything would have went as, as planned, but it didn't. And so that was probably my largest mistake was overextending not having an exit strategy in place. That was probably first and foremost. The best investment, man, it was probably, I have an IUL, it's an index universal life account policy. And it's what the 1% of the 1% use for investing in any, like in a lot of like major, major assets that they acquire. And so what happened was I could borrow money from myself at a 4% interest rate. And that money still continued to make its regular gains in that account. So I borrowed, let's, let's make up a number. I borrowed a hundred thousand dollars and I was paying a 4% interest rate while it was making 8% that year in the account. And now I had access to use that money. Then I went and I invested in a bond that guaranteed me 12% uh, return that year. So I was making an 8% return, uh, just pure profit, right? It was really 12%, but I was paying 4% money. But now you start adding that together, the fact that I didn't have to use my cash or anything, it was ultra conservative and safe. And so now I'm making money in two separate places and at very low risk. So it's not the investment that I've made the most amount of money on, but it was probably the smartest investment. And that's where I'm teaching people to use accounts like that to borrow money from themselves and invest in cash flow properties like, uh, like the one that you connected with me on in Ohio. You could buy it for $32,000 and it's bringing in over $800 a month in rental income. So in four years, you have an asset that's paid for itself. You have a depreciating tax loss at that point in time, and you didn't have to use any of your cash at the same time. Plus your money in that account is still making money for you, right? So when I talk about like leveraging money, like using smart money, right? Like you don't have to be rich. Like if you have this retirement account set up, 
Like it's literally nothing out of your pocket to use some of that to invest in something that's pretty, pretty safe and secure in my eyes. Wow. That's awesome. Love that. And we're probably going to leave a link. You're going to find a link down below that you can go and check it out. You can contact with Larry and, you know, talk about these type of deals. If you're interested in to hear more about real estate, like myself, I do believe in real estate 120% because yeah. it's a hard asset, you know, investing into the bonds, into stocks, like, you know, it, it could work. You can get a, a high enough, you know, uh, return on that, but that's the thing that you cannot touch. You cannot go and see and, you know, to make a profit, you have to sell it, right? So sure. in this case, you can be getting, you know, passive income, which is cash flow, you know, from real estate properties that you can go and see. They appreciate over time, you know, you can make a good profit, you know, if you're buying good location, you know, you know what you're doing and Larry can teach you how to do all that. So please. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's important. We were talking before this. You know, this has come from a lot of lessons. I've made, a, I've had a lot of learning experiences, right? Not mistakes, but learning experiences. And one of the reasons that I feel so comfortable and kind of sharing that knowledge now is because I've set up the right teams in place, right? So when I teach somebody to do this, they're not gonna get a call that their toilet broke, right? We have a property management company in place. We have somebody collecting the rents and depositing them into your accounts and doing all of this. like. You're not going to be the ones to do everything. When you're ready to sell it, there's teams in place for that. So this is like the whole ecosystem that kind of makes this work. Could you go out there and do it on your own? Absolutely. But you're probably going to learn a lot of lessons yourself. And why recreate the wheel at this point? If we can make it run smoother, faster, etc. Because a lot of these actually have tenants in place already. So they're cash flowing month one, which is really important as well. Wow, awesome, love that, love that. Listen, uh, you're known as a catalyst and creator of opportunities. So I would, I would like to know from yourself uh, how people can create those type of opportunities and you know, uh, be a catalyst themselves you know, to create opportunities in their lives every day. Can you give any suggestions for people? Man, I think it just comes down to doing what you love. I see so many people that are like robots, right? They're just, they're like, I, it makes me sad when people are like, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow, right? Like on Sundays, the week, oh, the weekend's over. Like they're sad to go to work. And I'm like, man, you're doing the wrong thing. Because like you can, like you can make money doing anything the more that you love it, the more passionate you are, I think the more opportunities will come for that, right? Like whether that's like you love yoga and you want to be a yoga instructor, right? Or if it's business, like whatever business that you're in, if it's sales, like if you love it, that will shine through and you'll be able to create opportunities. So one, I'd say figure out what you love, which brings you the most joy and whether that's fitness, eating, business, and start focusing on that. Just cut out the things that, that suck in your life. The people that suck in your life, like get rid of them. The, the next part is, like I said, like literally, I think I could go into any business at this point in time and be pretty successful, as long as I have the right team in place. Talk about like plumbing, right? I, like I've had some plumbing issues, it's an act of Congress to pe get people to answer their phone or return phone calls. I'm like, I'm trying to give you business here. 
right? Like I feel like I could go into any plumber's business, set up an answering service with a CRM that would automatically automate their business, right? So if you add value to somebody, now you can create more opportunities. The more value the ad, that you add, the more you will be compensated. Wow. If you don't add value, like you are getting paid right now exactly what you are worth. So you have to think, what is your time worth and are you being compensated that? If you're not, then you gotta make some changes. Mm, wow, okay. Let's talk about making some changes. You, you, you spoke about before, you know, you, you mentioned the daily routine, you know, and yeah. a lot of people are talking about, you know, daily routines. So, you know, to make those big changes in your life, you have to start with the small things, which, you know, uh, require, you know, uh, sometimes a big effort, but it's all daily routine. So we can, can you talk about your daily routine and how it looks like? Yes. And so mine has changed. I probably started my morning routine probably around mm, six to eight years ago now. And it started off as 15 minutes long. Like that was it. Like nothing crazy, 15 minutes just for myself. And it included some breathing exercises, which could be considered a form of meditation and some education. Like that, that was the only two things. Um, just about 10 minutes of one, five minutes of the other. And then I started realizing how beneficial it was that I kept adding time to it. My morning routine now is up to around two hours and literally I have to cut it off. Otherwise, like I could just do things that I only wanted to do all day long. And that's why I'm trying to create so much residual income because all I want to do is yoga, meditate and CrossFit every single day. And I want to do them with my, with my family. That's all that I want to do in life. So that's what I'm working towards. Like my long-term goal is in seven years to have a retreat center, either in Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic, that we have tiny home communities on, that people can come rent out, host executive leadership retreats, plant medicine retreats, yoga retreats, etc. And so that's our long-term goal. And everything that we do short-term has to align with that long-term goal. So not to get off course, but that's a big part of my morning routine, right? Is knowing what I'm working towards. Like, why am I waking up at 4.30? Because it's not easy. Like, like sometimes your eyes burn. Like you can think of every excuse possible to lay back down in bed, but that's where your why has to be big enough to be like, nope, if I lay in bed, that makes my plan eight years long, nine years long, and that's not acceptable. So I wake up at 4.30 every single morning. I'm in the gym by five o'clock. I'm done at the gym by six. I come home and then I have to nourish my body. So I make a green juice. I sit down with my green juice and I read. Um, I generally only read like 10 pages a day out of whatever book that I have. And I probably have like four or five books that are, that are going at one time and whichever one I pick up. And then I get into my gratitude journal. And so, realizing how beautiful my life is today is like key. And actually funny, I wasn't planning on this, but I just moved offices and this was one of my first gratitude journals. And I just opened this up. And so my first entry here was August 27th of 2008. And man, I was, I was looking at this. It says, 
Life has been extremely tough the past couple of months. Money is tighter than ever. And this is right after I had lost everything that I started, started journaling, like stressed about bills, etc. But the end is near. I am so close on so many levels to making it big. Failure is not an option. It is critical to be a role model for Nadia Rose. And that was my daughter that was just born at this time. And so I actually just found this um, because I'm still putting away things in my office. But it's important to know it's so easy to focus on all of the negative stuff that's in your life. Like what is beautiful? What is perfect just the way that it is now to help you grow? And if you can start focusing on those things every single day, right? The, the bad stuff doesn't seem so bad anymore yeah. or you're not focusing on them. So it doesn't matter as much. So it's working out. So I work out and I either go do CrossFit or I'll do yoga. Uh, one or the other, I come home, I make a green shake, uh, green juice. And I have some links to some of the recipes and stuff on, on my page as well at Larry MF White on, on Instagram and Facebook there. And then I read, I educate myself, and then I get into my gratitude journal. And then the fifth part is I plan my day. I look at my calendar and I only focus on the top two to three most dollar productive things have to be on my calendar. I used to time block everything and I realized that I had a lot of minutia in there. And so now there's things that I don't care about as long as I can hit the top two or three most dollar productive behaviors in my day, the day is a success, the day is a win at that point in time. And everything else will happen. That's why you're like, we're so antsy to respond to our phone. I guarantee you whatever problem is in that phone, it will be there in two hours. And if you respond to it in two hours, the person's going to be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for taking care of this. They're not gonna say, why didn't you do this two hours ago? So that's my day. Those, those five basic things, making sure that my day's planned out and I do plan my week ahead of time as well, right? So I plan daily. Every Sunday, I kind of look at the overall week, beginning of the month. I look at the overall month, the year I plan out the overall, what are the big things that I need to accomplish? What are these goals? Awesome. Wow. I love that. Love that, man. That's, that's very insightful. You know, thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us. You know, there's, you know, so many good things. I'm, I'm just going through my brain right now, thinking what I can apply, you know, apply myself in my routine, how I can change that, implement some things that you were doing because I see, see the way you do things and, I, and I'm a fan of your stuff, you know, so I want to, I want to do similar things as well. So thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, you know, we connected here on a social channel, right? We decided let's let's make this happen, and we now we're talking on, on YouTube. You know, on, on these platforms, people can see us all over the place. So, you know, can you talk uh, about importance of getting known and and being out there on a social channels? How important is that? So, social media is a blessing and a curse to us right now, and I truly believe that. Um, we talked because you had sent me some messages via Instagram and I didn't get them because when I'm focused on my task at hand, I don't multitask. So I'm not, you can get sucked into a black hole super easy. All of a sudden looking through threads and 30 minutes have gone by and you're like, oh damn, what have I done like this whole day? Right? So 
it's a bless like it's, it can be a curse because it can be very unproductive on the other side literally there's nobody that can stop your growth right now i can't like if you're bringing value to people there's no reason that you can't be uh, i mean kim kardashian is a prime example right she's adding value to people which is why man my wife looked at her profile she has 200 million like some crazy astrical astronomical number of people that are following her that was mind-blowing to me but she's adding value to them in some way shape or form and that's what i love about real estate what i love about social media is that you create your branding right so if you want to go put on there if you do some silly things while you're intoxicated or drunk or something like that that's part of your branding and if that's the branding that you want to portray, it's not my job to tell you that's right or wrong. But when somebody doesn't do business with you because of that, that's an issue, right? So how are you using it to further your business? I, I, could, like, I think that you can use Instagram and Facebook as a CRM almost. Like there's such a way to connect with people that you didn't have access to before. Just like us, yeah, you're in Ireland. Like we would have never had the opportunity to connect, to spread this message to other people had social media not been there. And so you can research things, you can connect with people. And I love the use of video as well. So a lot of times when I connect with people on social media, it's not sending them a text. Like I'll send them, you know, like I'll have a white pad in front of me and I'll write their name and I'll be like, hey, John, Hey, and then they'll oh, click it. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm actually starting a real estate team in the Ohio area and I don't have enough qualified agents to handle the leads. Like if you're interested, you let me know. That's much different than a text message or a voicemail or something like that. Mm, yeah. So I think it just, it levels the playing field, right? Like there's nobody that can say, oh, you can only do this or that. No, I mean, I know 16 year olds that are making seven figures a year because they have a hundred thousand followers on YouTube and they have sponsorships and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like there's nobody like that wasn't even an opportunity like 20 years ago. So it's expanded the playing field and what you want uh, to do in life. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I love what you think about the social media. You know, it's a, it's a great blessing, but, but, but it could be a curse, you know, at the same time, as you mentioned, you know, like not able to leave your phone for a couple of hours. And, you know, this, uh, this system, you know, this, this thing that's supposed to be your tool, it, it becomes your, you know, your biggest enemy. And then you become a tool of this uh, social media. So it was supposed to be the other way around, you know, just use it, use it as a tool, you know, for, for your business, for your, for your branding, for your self image, you know, if you want to expand yourself, it's a free, you know, it's free, free platforms, you know, nowadays. So, I mean, to be like, to be all over the channel, it, it doesn't cost anything. I mean, so it's just, a, it's, a, it's a great blessing for sure. Yeah. So can, you know, talking about this blessing, can you just tell people how they can find you on, on all these platforms, how they can connect with you? Absolutely. So my, uh, my handle on all of my social media platforms is Larry M F white, L A R R Y M F W H I T E. That's my handles on every platform. 
I coach and train some of the top real estate sales professionals in the United States where their average, so I just did the numbers for 2018, my average client made $457,000 last year. That was the average. So there was a, a few that were a little below that. There were some that were over double that at this point in time. And most of them have been with me for three or four years. So I'm not, I'm, I'm literally just teaching them patterns of success, right? Like success has patterns. And so you can duplicate exactly what they're doing in almost any field that you're working in right now. So I would love to connect with you. You can find my email address and phone numbers and stuff after that, just as we connected here. Like if it's something that interests you, if you're looking to invest in those opportunities that I'm coming across for $30,000, $40,000, right? I feel that we were talking about this briefly, but like my purpose is I get all of these opportunities now because of kind of this foundation that I built and I can't buy all of these properties myself, unfortunately, right? I would love to buy all of these and own a whole community and like that would be awesome to me, but I can't do that. And so I was like, man, these are almost wasted if I don't. So that's where I started spreading the love and showing people like, look, it, real estate investing doesn't have to be scary. These properties have inspections, right? You get full title and deed, you go through the regular, you have inspection reports. A lot of them have tenants in place. If not, we have the property management company in place. You can get in for a relatively low cost of an investment. And so it doesn't have to be scary. The risk doesn't have to be high. It just depends what your goal is. My goal is cash flow, residual income. These investments that I'm sending out right now target just that. I have flipping opportunities that and somebody can make almost 20% on the homes that we're finding. So I have uh, so many opportunities. It just depends what the individual's goals are because everybody's plan's not going to be the same. But I'd love to connect and if I can add value to any one of your followers or we can expand and do some things together, man, let me know. Oh, of course, of course, you already did. You already, you know, provided so much value over over this, uh, you know, half an hour or so. You know, it's it's unbelievable. So I think uh, when people are gonna contact you, you, they're gonna get so much more of that value and and, and all that information and all and all these past aspects, you know, real estate and such. So it's been a blessing to talking with you, you know, today, and I really appreciate it. Absolutely, my man. If I can do anything for you, if you ever make it to the states, make sure you look me up and let me know. Perfect, perfect. Of course. So again, thanks thanks for talking with me today, Larry, and I really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are, so I'll let you go right now. And uh, it's been a blessing and a pleasure, and I hope to you see you next time when I'll be in the States. So thanks. Sounds good, sir. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.